Welcome into Iver this is 120 of the Bite Size Irish Podcast. I'm sorry if the audio is a bit has a bit of an electronic hum in the background today. Apologies, and I'll have to play around with the setup. Um, I'm going to be talking about Adlerian psychology and how I saw a connection with learning the Irish language and languages. But I just have to point out, do you know how hard it is to sit down and report, record a podcast sometimes? It's one of those things that it's really hard to face into. Uh, even though I made my notes, I prepared myself, I was making every excuse I could since yesterday to not record this. <laughs> Maybe it's those episodes that you really don't want to record are the ones that you really need to do, right? Do you get me? So with that, a raglan. So we'll start with a fáiltiach to the people who started on Bite Size Pub lately. That's our private practice community for Irish language learners. And it's really people worldwide. So you'll see just from this list, it's just, I, I love it. I love the, the inspiration that these people bring with them. So Laurie in North Carolina has joined. That's the Grow membership on Bite Size Irish. If you go to bitesize.irish bitesize.irish and go to memberships well Laurie like we met almost I'd say almost a decade ago when Bite Size Irish was pretty new we went for dinner I believe and Laurie was visiting Ireland at the time and she's kept up her interest in Gaelga and that's what I find really interesting so from North Carolina taking care of her horses and her um, grandkid and um, using a bit of Gaelga with her grandkid. I love that. I love it. And then Christine joined as well. Uh, Christine's from New York State, living in Phoenix. And she's into the world, especially from what I understood, of music and singing and shannos. So Bridget pointed out when she was saying, Fault just talk to her, that we have a singing course with three traditional songs for bite-sized Irish members. So... That's another shout out. Then there was Oshin. Oshin, interesting case. Uh, Oshin's in Mayo. Oshin's in his 20s. He's, um, from what I understood, training to be a primary school teacher. And he's got to brush up on his Irish. So he's signed up, or his mum signed up for Bite Size Irish. And he's in there practicing a bit of Gaelga. So it was really nice to see Oshin join. Given that, that mix that we don't always have, we really do focus on people outside of Ireland, like our pricing in white size Irish is in dollar, for example. So there's not much we can do about that. But it doesn't stop people joining. Then there's Michael in Georgia. He started studying Irish about five months ago. He's a history student and he's attempted other languages. But it seems he's got a, a special grow, special love for Irish and lastly of the new list lately was Denise from Anua Halen, New Zealand uh, but she's now living in Dublin so I suspect that she wanted to make 
that extra connection with Ireland's um, culture and history and background. And Denise, I don't blame you. So, the past maybe month, I've been pretty engrossed in this book of um, individual psychology. Um, it's called The Courage to be Disliked by Kishimi and Koga. And I guess they write about Adlerian psychology. Adler was like a contemporary of Freud and Jung. And he had a certain way of explaining things that, okay, so my understanding of this whole psychology comes from this book, The Courage to be Disliked. So it's got definitely got the flavor of the philosopher in that book. It's like secondhand information, right? But if nothing else, um, it's the book itself that I've been engrossed with. So the courage to be disliked, it kind of points to the idea that first that you shouldn't really care what other people think. And how does that come into learning a language? Well, it's those fears that stop us from really diving in. Um, the fear of being judged, the fear of making a mistake, the fear of um, looking like a fool <laughs> when you're trying to learn a new language. And I'll get into a little more too, the, the fear of the people around you, but you can view the people around you rather than competitors as comrades, as he put it. So I might start off with Adler's point that the world is not deterministic. Your past does not determine your future. Okay, it flavors it for sure. Um, but what I found really interesting was that Adlerian psychology, individual psychology, is a psychology of use. It's about using what you have rather than emphasizing what you were given at birth, right? Because it's so easy to tell ourselves, you know, the simple one, I'm not a languages person or more complex ones where you basically give yourself excuses for not moving forward because you feel like, I don't know, you weren't built a certain way. So this thing that you're really curious in, ah, forget about it. I won't go any further. I'm, this is not suited to me. Well, uh, again, it's the psychology of use. So what were you born with and using that to your benefit and to the benefit of the people around you? So the deterministic aspect, I like that because it, you're kind of dropping away all these stories you have of why you can't do something, why you can't be a certain way, like express in a certain way. And you can actually choose to change how you express yourself, which I find really interesting. And then, you know, when you dive into language or you're kind of, there's a bit of identity change there if you're diving into it uh, deeply, I feel. Like if you're really getting into it, it's, it's forming part of you, right? So this creates tension. And there's a tension to change or there's a tension to not change. And it, the easier thing is not to change. But the problem is that that ends up in disappointment. And if you do point towards change, it creates anxiety because it's this anxiety of, am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? This doesn't feel natural. It's a bit different. 
but that's when your courage is tested so that word courage from the title of the book the courage to be disliked this is like where it really kicks off and your internal mm, motivation or drive is really brought into question and then Adler from what I understand argues that hey this is up to you you can decide to pluck up the courage and keep going and courage starts with accepting yourself now I accept myself now regardless of the outcome I'll achieve um, I have the power I have the courage to step forward and enjoy it it's like um, the book talks a lot about dancing earnestly so living in the moment but doing it earnestly so not just throwing away all your money but really focusing on now forgetting about the past forgetting about the future and really focusing on now and I wonder if we allow ourselves to do that with the language that you forget all these stories of this is hard grammar or oh I won't be able to remember this forget those past and futures and just dive in is it a word that you're looking at is it a song that you're listening to what is it that's really tickling your fancy and go with it keep with it stick with it in Adlerian psychology as well it's a lot of it the emphasis is on interpersonal relationships so he argues that um, all our problems stem from interpersonal relationships now I don't know like I visited my friend last week who found out last week that he's got a type of cancer, right? And I was having a good chat with him and I was telling him about this book and I told him, yeah, the book talks about all your problems being interpersonal problems. And, you know, telling him this sounded a bit pretentious. But I wonder, would would Adler uh, argue, well... The real problems with this is I imagine myself with my family or what could, what would they do without me if I if I do go early, you know, it's oh God, I, I couldn't even go into that. I, I didn't have enough kind of depth to, to cover that um, subject, but that was an interesting one for me. It kind of stretched my thinking on it. And while we're talking about interpersonal relationships, Adler, or in this book at least, they argued that your existence implies the existence of others. Like, you don't exist alone. You exist in a society, I suppose, in a species, in an ecology, in a universe. So your existence, your very existence, implies the existence of others. And I kind of got the impression that, well, language implies the existence of others too, right? Language is about expressing yourself connecting with others it's it's the fundamental um thing about a language is that you're learn learning to express yourself learning to connect with others so a language is not about you it's about the others it's about how can you connect with those other people who are trying to do the same or who speak the same language right for whatever reason so it changes the focus of you're not interested in yourself learning the language anymore. It's it's not the language, it's not internalizing the language is the ultimate objective in this case. In this light, or in this framework, 
the ultimate objective is to connect with others and find the others. Hey, I just want to make a tangent shout out. There's not even a tangent, completely other topic. Uh, the Rubber Bandits, um, a band based in Limerick, they um, published a new song called Bertie Ahern. Um, you can hear it on Spotify, on YouTube. I really recommend it. Um, it's It's got this psychology <laughs> little strand because it tells the story from a little kid's eyes and uses some of the language that a little kid would use to describe what's happening around him. Thought it was fantastic. Real art. <laughs> well done, lads. So, back to Adlerian psychology. Um, coming back to the title of The Courage to be Disliked, and that hints again at trying to not care about what other people say like the real freedom according to Adler is when you can act freely and earnestly so not crazily but act earnestly and freely in your life um act allow yourself to be expressed express yourself and do that despite what other people might think so another strand of that is comparing yourself to others this is an obvious one isn't it when we're learning a language let's say you show up to an Irish class there'll be that person who's into their grammar so much that it'll just like gloss over you or if you're into your grammar that much that you might feel a bit of a competitive streak coming out and Adler really um, emphasizes the need to not compare yourself to others and if there is somebody like coming up to you looking for a fight or looking for a competition step down step away from it disengage but uh, he talks about um or in this book sorry so in the book they talk about this metaphor of you could be thinking that you're all on the same journey like this i this competitive idea where you're all running up a staircase and like pushing the others aside with your elbows and trying to get to the top as soon as possible. Well, in the book, they suggest taking a different metaphor that we're all on a flat field walking along. You might be ahead of me, you might be going faster or slower than me, you might be behind me or beside me, it doesn't matter. We're all on the same journey. And uh, they argue that this is as this is a subjective world you choose what to make of the world and rather than being trying to be competitive to others change that to say these people are my comrades <laughs> which i don't know am i fully um accepting of that phrase yet but the idea is that we're all in this together and you're not my enemy and if i see you as my enemy and we're both say diving into the irish language then that's my problem. I've got a problem with myself. I haven't started to first accept myself and I haven't started to think that we're in this together rather than against each other. So if you're feeling this kind of defeatist feeling or uh, a feeling of inferiority to somebody else, well, it's it's a point that it's it's a pointer that you can start thinking about it different way and talking about the pursuit of superiority and the feeling of inferior inferiority very difficult word to say <laughs> these are stimulants so 
the the feeling of inferiority is i guess the feeling that i i can do better so in the book they argue that this is good tension this is a valid feeling but it's you develop into an inferiority complex if you start using your inferiorities as excuses for not doing things so if you start making excuses and stop doing things now you're getting into the realm of inferiority complex and this is not good and this pursuit of superiority it seems like they're arguing that we're all built in with this drive or this want to do better to do better for ourselves i guess for better for those around us as well and these are stimulants so you want to get better at irish right these are stimulants and hold on to these these are not good or bad feelings they push you along just don't let them push you along too far into a complex where you start making excuses and not acting on what you want to do and related to the idea that you tell yourself people are my comrades you can also tell yourself i have the ability now the ability to do what you have the ability to step forward to take the next bite-sized step to do something you do have the ability now we're all we're not equal in terms of abilities so you start where you are i start where i am today but i have the ability to step forward given what i have (laughs) so it's this overlap of courage to push yourself along and with that you get the freedom the freedom to behave and the freedom to express yourself Uh, one thing about uh, moving forward is they argue don't seek recognition because you're giving other people control over how you're feeling then they choose to recognize you or not and the the seeking for recognition is a shortcut to the feeling of you're contributing to something so if you get recognized for something it's like it's a shorthand for saying we rec- we we thank you for your contribution and in this book they argue that Uh, the feeling of community and a sense of contribution if you feel like you're in a community and you're contributing and you feel like uh, I belong here Uh, I don't have to be anywhere else that's a real feeling of happiness so they call it the guiding star if you if you're lost along this journey point towards contributing to others so what can you contribute to others in with the Irish language there's so much like it's so easy like if not locally online is so obvious like you share your journey your uh, feelings your your challenges your wins uh, what you've been learning you help others like it's endless you can keep going and contributing excuse me to others Um, locally of course if you can find people along the same journey that's fantastic too but it's it's easy to get bogged down in the idea of well i don't know anybody locally who's interested in this oh yeah so i'm just kind of sidestepping that quickly um so yeah this idea of a community it's uh, one term they use is having one's refuge um so you're in a place where you feel like you belong a group of people where you feel you belong and they go so far as like community is like okay local community you can be in a community at work you can be a community obviously irish language learning community 
but it extends further than this. It's like it it extends ultimately to the entire universe. They say like your community is everything around you, the things around you, the people, the animals, the ecology around you, and bigger and bigger. So it's giving yourself this feeling of I belong here. It's like I'm already good enough, right? That feeling that we've often covered on the Bite Size Irish podcast, and that's why this spoke to me so strongly so there you go the book again is the courage to be disliked by kishimi and koga and it really spoke to the the psychology of approach that we take at bite size irish but not just that i like it because it's a psychology that can guide you in your actions to structure your your life and I found that really interesting. And it lies in with a bit of Greek philosophy, a bit of Stoicism. So, uh, yeah, it, it kind of lied in already with stuff I guess I believed in. But um, there's more in there, um, which I found really interesting about like how people, how we make excuses, how we how we build up emotions as excuses to like stop ourselves doing something or... Um, excuses for the lifestyle that we choose Um, so there's a lot more in there but those were the most pertinent points that I found uh, with Bite Size Irish so speaking of psychology Anya um, recorded this message for the Bite Size Irish podcast so you said that you don't mind philosophical questions so I have two of those for you First, what do you think about concept that speaking another language is like having another soul? I personally don't feel like I have three souls, even though I speak three languages fluently. I rather feel like it's different settings in my brain. I totally think in English when I speak English, but I don't feel like I'm a different person because of that. I feel like languages in my case are very have like just utilitarian purpose, if you know what I mean. I feel like humans maybe just have tendency to romanticize every concept that exists, but I would be very curious to know what you think. And another question, um, even though I don't learn Irish for that long at this point, uh, I picked it also partially because I feel very passionate about the idea of learning languages that are not very common. And because in my I think that it's somehow going to prevent entropy, if you know what I mean. There are languages disappearing every week, and I feel like world is in general becoming kind of everything is mixing up. That really scares me. What do you think about that? Slongafoil. Ooh, I like it. So, Gramila Magadanya, two questions for, from you. So, the first about the idea of speaking another language and whether this like, lets you tap into another soul. I agree with you I'd be of the same thought like uh, I'm one person I could maybe argue that different languages let you in a certain way build up a personality that lets you focus on a certain way of being right so if you're learning a language and if I'm learning Russian I could um imagine myself being a bit different when I'm speaking Russian almost like build up this personality my Russian personality now I do remember Gabrielle saying um on an old podcast episode that for her 
learn oh speaking irish she felt closer to who she really is or like truer to who she really is so i can see that too where the irish language for example if if you really feel strongly around the culture and your your background your history and Anya, i presume you don't have irish ancestry but you maybe have some kind of connection with ireland's culture and yeah cultural richness that by diving into the irish language you're diving into something a bit truer to yourself that maybe you don't tap into um with your mother tongue so that's just that's my part on it and the second thing about studying smaller languages to to push against entropy uh the loss of of small languages well this feels quite personal to me like the quite you you can choose to do that or not right um do you find value in studying smaller languages and if so yeah go for it it's probably not the language doesn't exist on its own right it's obviously who are the people's who speak that language and why do they speak to you why are they important to you right so that would be an interesting one for me um i i'm kind of i'm a little hesitant because i'd be i'd be concerned that i'd be trying to push the irish language on people around me because it's a smaller language and that doesn't feel right or it doesn't feel whole or it's definitely not the fundamental question right do you you get what i'm trying to say (laughs) so if i really wanted to save all the world's languages like i could study another 10 languages and uh, you know um so i'm trying to think donate money for example, <laughs> to organizations that support uh, communities with smaller languages. So, you know, I I personally don't go down that way. Like we, we can all choose whether or not to learn a language or not, or whether to be interested in another, in another culture or not. So your drive to do this um, by diving into a smaller language yeah look if that motivates you i think that's absolutely enough reason for yourself to keep going with the language right it's just that i don't want to apply that to others and say you should learn gaelge too because gaelge is a struggling language do you get me i don't want to go that far so really interesting question as you said i like the philosophical questions on you so the more the merrier uh we have a record button that works pretty easily. It's at bitesize.irish. You go to more and then podcast up at the top menu. And there's a button there to record your question for the podcast. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Um, if you have experience with uh, Adlerian psychology, probably not. <laughs> but if you do, I'd love to hear from you about that too. And um, thanks as always as well to Tukumo, whose music you hear on this podcast episode. So until the next time, Togo Boge, Buntanavasta Yachtin, 
Agus, um, fekkjum við hú, an hér þú er þetta. Slant hammer. <tryk>